Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 7, verses 1 through 13. This is paralleled in part in Matthew chapter 15, 1 through 9. That's episode 521 if you want to go back and hear it. We're going to get a little bit more detail in Mark's account, and we're going to be reminded because of the way he writes that he is writing to an audience that's different than Matthew's. And even though the main point of this devotion is very similar to the main point of the Matthew devotion of the same text, episode 5. 521. It's a very important point, and so I'm going to double down on it today again. Chapter 7, verse 1. Now, when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. Verse 3 in my ESV translation is in parentheses. Here's what it says. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands, holding to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches, close parentheses. What's interesting about those couple verses is that you remember Mark's audience is primarily a Gentile audience, that is primarily a non-Jewish audience. And so he has to go kind of out of his way and give some more detail or context to why not washing their hands was a big deal. The Gentiles and other members of his Roman audience wouldn't have understood the significance of them not washing their hands, wouldn't have been a big deal, so Mark gives some explanation. If you go back to Matthew chapter 15, verses 1 through 9, Matthew gives no such explanation because Matthew's audience is Jewish and the Jewish audience would have known the significance of eating without washed hands. Continuing in verse 5, And the Pharisees and scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you, hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Jesus goes on in verse 8 with his criticism of the Pharisees and scribes and says, you leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. That, by the way, is the thesis statement of this devotion. I'm going to come back to it in a second. Verse 9. And he said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father or mother, whatever you would have gained from me is Corban, that is, given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and many such things you do. So Jesus gives a specific example of how they are hypocrites, of how they neglect the commandment of God to uphold their human tradition. The commandment of God is that you should honor your father and mother, yet their human tradition dictates that if you choose to give the money that you would have used to support your mother and father in their old age, if you instead give that to the temple or to the synagogue, then you don't have to take care of your mother and father. In this way, they uphold the tradition of man over the commandment of God. And here's the deal, folks. That kind of stuff is all around us today. One of the reasons that we're doing a daily Bible overview on this podcast is because there is a high level of biblical illiteracy among people even who call themselves Christians. How can we uphold the commandment of God? How can we uphold God's design for our lives if we don't know what it is? And how are we going to know what it is if we don't know what his word says? It's 
very important for us to know God's Word. And if we don't know God's Word, we're not going to know where we are neglecting God's design, God's commands, and where we are wrongly favoring the traditions of men. I used some examples off the top of my head in episode 521, the Matthew devotion of this text, examples of where we value man-made tradition more than we should. I'm not going to go through those again, and as Jesus says to the Pharisees, the Pharisees are guilty of doing this kind of hypocrisy with many such things. But what came to mind that I want to share with you as I was reading this is an illustration that I've used in the past. It's not original with me. I don't remember who I stole the idea from. But if you take a stepladder, it's got a bunch of different rungs going up. And at the very top, the apex of the stepladder, you put the Word of God, a copy of the Holy Bible. The idea being that God's Word, the Holy Bible, should be the most significant influencer of our worldview and of the way that we live above anything else that might influence the way we live or what we believe. Now, there are many other good things that God has graced us with that can also help influence what we believe and the way we live. But those things should be both in line with the truth of God's Word and below it in priority. One of my favorite theologians is a guy named Wayne Grudem. I have a book on my shelf called Systematic Theology. It's been a huge resource for me. I love it. I've grown a ton because of it in my understanding of what God's Word teaches. But Wayne Grudem is merely a man. Wayne Grudem doesn't get the top spot to influence my beliefs, my thinking, my lifestyle. And so that book goes several rungs below God's Word on that ladder. Many Christians are part of different denominations. Each denomination tends to have its own doctrinal nuances, some of its own creeds or some of its own faith statements. Those can be very helpful, provided that they're in line with the truth of Scripture. But they're far below God's Word in terms of priority. And if a person views themselves as more Baptist or more Presbyterian or more Lutheran than they are Christian, that's a big problem. These are traditions of men. Many of us have been blessed to be raised in Christian homes. Our parents, our grandparents, our extended family, or godly people, but they're just that, people. If you weren't raised in a godly home and you're a Christian today, there might have been others who had big influence in your life. A Bible study leader, a youth director, a camp counselor, a mentor, a close friend in the faith. But again, these are mere mortals. So any influence they have over what we believe about who God is and about how we should live should be far below on that ladder of priority, the Word of God. Yet within the realm of Christianity, many people are guilty of raising their favorite preacher or their favorite author or the most significant Christian in their life to a higher place of influence than God's word. Many times it's very well-meaning, but if you go down that road too far, you end up where these Pharisees are at that Jesus is dressing down. You end up holding to the tradition of the elders rather than to the word of God. You end up teaching as doctrines the commandments of men rather than upholding the commandments of God. Be very careful, Christian. We have a tendency in us to do this, and by the power of the Spirit, we we need to be vigilant over it. Also, when you see other Christians, particularly Christian leaders, pastors, churches, seminaries, institutions that call themselves Christians doing this, blow the whistle. Let's hold each other accountable so that we don't drift into the ditch in this very important area. Using my illustration, I wonder what else you would add to your ladder. It might be a good mental exercise to brainstorm that for a little bit and make sure the things that come to mind are far below and in line with the truth of God's word. Have a good day. Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.